Hey, hey, welcome back to Podcast and Color, the podcast. I'm Barry, lover of podcasts. It's March. This month, we celebrate women. Know of a great podcast by a woman that's not your own podcast. You can send it to me, podcastandcolor at gmail.com. I do have a contact form on my website if you'd like to use that, or DMs on Twitter or Instagram. You can do that also. I'll be taking those until March 15th and then highlighting them for the rest of the month on podcastandcolor.com. The merch picks have been popping. Thanks to all who have copped. And if you'd like to buy something, the link is in the show notes and also the link would be on podcastandcolor.com. Right now, the podcast highlighted on podcastandcolor.com are people who donated or bought merch in February. Thank you for all the support. That's what keeps the wheels running around here. So I appreciate people who show they appreciate me in a financial way. <laughs> um, thank you for that. I mean, really, that's how Squarespace is working. It's how other things happen. So I appreciate all the support. We have two more episodes of Podcast and Color, the podcast, and then the first season of this podcast will be over. I'll be taking the break for April and then coming back in May because I got to be around for Mother's Day because I love highlighting podcasts of people talking to their mom. So, of course, again, if you do have a podcast that is talking to your mom um, and even your dad, because I'll be doing that for Father's Day, please send it to me. Email me, DM me, let me know. Um, I try to do this every year, so I did this last year, and I'll do it again this year, and I'll do it next year, because I just like those conversations and the things that we learn from people's conversations with their parents. Like, there was this episode with Lacey Jordan, who I learned of from Revision Path, and she did an episode with her mom, the first episode of her podcast, and I just love that. So, I love Lacey and her mom. I love Lacey. She has the best Instagram. She's so artful. Like, she just makes me wish that I had an eye for detail, as she does. Um, so, a great person to follow, and I'll link her in the episode notes. I've been loving all the Black Panther recap podcasts, well, review podcasts, whatever they are. If you haven't watched Black Panther and you don't want any spoilers, I will put it in the episode notes so you know how long to go so you can skip. But otherwise, I'm going to play a few clips here from a couple of podcasts that I did highlight on podcastandcolor.com in the news section. I do write posts, so something to look at. I want to highlight podcasts everywhere. I highlighted five different podcasts. The post is called Black Panther Podcast, five under an hour. I recommended the Still Processing episode with Ta-Nehisi Coates, and it's called We Sink Our Claws Into Black Panther. The way that Black Panther originally functioned versus the way he functions now, to me, is a lot like the way Sidney Poitier functioned, yeah. yes, yes, you know, yes, yes, in the yes, 60s, yeah, and then yeah, the, yeah. like late 50s. Yeah. I mean, Sidney Poitier is essentially a white invention, yeah. right? Yeah. Similar to Black Panther, mm -hmm. you know, Jack Kirby and, and Stan Lee took a a look at you know the comic landscape their own basically mm -hmm. because you know atlas comics was mm -hmm. theirs and then marvel was theirs mm -hmm. and they didn't have there were no black superheroes mm -hmm. basically so they invented one and they invented one to be an anti of a, a symbol of an anti-racism mm -hmm. this is the most perfect specimen of black of blackness right you can't you can't use any of the things that that the right. civil, the anti-civil rights mm -hmm. movement people, the mm -hmm. segregationists, the racists, the Jim Crow people are using against black people because look at this, look at this superhuman specimen. Perfect. And Sidney Poitier, for a long time, was a difficult person for black people. Eventually, became a difficult person for black people to be purely proud of because mm. it seemed like he was mm. being used. And yet, 
he was great right. nonetheless right. yeah and he eventually transcended his his use as an instrument mm. i would say i don't know if you have you guys seen in the heat of the night uh, yeah. the, you know there's a moment where he yeah. slaps this old racist man it's Got 1967 it. mm -hmm. you know what's happening in, mm -hmm. in america at this point <laughs> right uh in terms of race relations and he slaps this old white man mm -hmm. and i think that basically ruins his career mm. his career is ne Are you i mean i would say he's at the height of his fame in 67 slaps this guy i mean Heat of the um, Night is the height? In, in the Heat of the Night comes out the same year as Guess Who's Coming to Dinner mm. and To Serve With Love. These three movies are huge hits, make him the biggest star in the world. He gets no Oscar nomination for In the Heat of the Night. Rod Steiger wins the Oscar. Catherine Hepburn and <laughs> Spencer so Tracy good. are both uh -huh. nominated. He gets nothing. He's already won the uh, Lilies of the Field Oscar at this point. But after that, I mean, he does a couple action movies. He moves into directing, but he really became... He was already in the civil rights movement, Sidney Poitier, but he became much more aligned with 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 black power struggle at that point, wow. as opposed to being this symbol of of a kind of white guilt mm -hmm. and um, being used to shame white racism. He becomes a filmmaker who wants to basically who basically winds up making black exploitation movies. Yeah, and I mean he spends the entire seventies making movies. For and was him. that exile though, or was that like choice? I think I would argue it's an exile and a choice. I recommended the Slate Represent podcast, and their episode was called "Wakanda Forever." Three critics hold a spoiler-filled discussion of Black Panther. Loved this. This was a theme that I think comes up a lot in a lot of black movies is is this idea of, you know, the black, the upwardly mobile black people who made it and mm. what they're what they owe to the ghetto or what they owe to the hood or the community. It's something that comes up a lot. I mean, in I mean. I guess every sort of <laughs> piece of literature, movie, or even music about uh, when it comes to black identity, it reminds me a, a piece. I actually, I'm going to plug myself, but I just wrote a piece about this movie I discovered uh, that we actually mentioned in our episode uh, on Friday. And represents episode on represents Friday. episode on Friday uh, about uh, a. Abar, the first black Superman. It's a black exploitation flick. Came out in '77, and the 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 basic crux of the 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 story is a doctor who moves into a white neighborhood, uh, being uh, con coerced by Abar, who is a sort of Black Panther figure, a leader of this revolution that's sort of like the Black Panthers. And he's like, "You need to come back to the hood, and you need to like." or actually it's the ghetto because it was the 70s. You need to come back to this ghetto and like contribute to your brothers and sisters. You can't live here. You need to live there. And I I, I was kind of surprised to see that, that sort of same strain in a Marvel movie. Also, Stay Woke, um, The Wakanda Report, Black Panther Review, and they have a part one and part two, and I only checked out the part one. Um, they did really well with their character breakdowns. The other The other thing I was thinking of is what you see in Wakanda is, you know, Africa's the cradle of civilization, the development of, of man, the evolution of, of the human race literally is, is, is an African in, in origin. And you see the way that Wakanda values tradition, um, history and culture, and they have improved and 
been technological only where necessary mm. and everything that served as it was is retained like the the method of choosing the monarch worked for centuries why fuck with it like why disturb it and you don't you don't see that in sort of the the western concept of futurism or development it's it's erase it all it's replace all yeah and you and there's this beautiful it's this beautiful integrated sense of culture in the wakanda that we're shown on screen with these an- ancestral elements combined with futurism so yeah, like, yeah afrofuturism perfect concept so- perfect word there's the podcast that's what she said they did a review and they connected it to black lightning and i hadn't even thought about that so that was new there becomes this question i think we were talking about it earlier when it comes to like between black panther even black lightning on tv now um what does it mean to like take care of your like take care of a small part of what you consider your own versus taking care of a whole because T'Challa really didn't see himself as being necessarily connected to like the diaspora he said I'm the king of Wakanda I'm not the king of everybody um and Killmonger was like these people look like you so what is that what is that role that difference you saw that if you watch Black Lightning do y'all watch Black Lightning I haven't seen that so part of it was um the, the the Black Lightning character his wife left him because he was black lightning. He was getting hurt. He was doing yeah. all this stuff, trying to take care of the community. And so she was like, I can't fuck with yeah. it. But then when something happens to their, their daughters, she was like, go do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So like, if you looked at the whole community as a whole as your kids, then the whole thing would be, you got to go do what you got to do. And so what does it mean? What does it mean for like Africa? What does it mean for Wakanda? What does it mean for African-Americans? The, the child really didn't see himself as part of the diaspora at, the, at that point. And then there was The Extraordinary Negroes, where I really loved with Janicia of TWQ and J um, reacted to the sentence that everybody reacted to was the ancestors line of where he wanted to be buried, where Killmonger wanted to be buried. And she really gave a great response to that. I'm still moved by his that that last quote he had at the end of the movie. Like that was just like yeah. whew, when he said that. Like I'd rather be what was he said? I'd rather be buried in the ocean with my ancestors than living yeah, bondage. Like that got to me too. But no, it got me. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all enjoy that for a second. Okay, so that got to Uh-oh. me too. But then even even in him saying that, we know that there's some aspect of how that's a little bit ridiculous because he wouldn't be here if not for somebody who stayed on that boat. You know what I'm saying? So we know that we know, we know that his direct line, those are the people that stayed on the boat. On, and whether they stayed on the boat because they had relatives on the boat, whether they stayed on the boat because they were like, you know what, we're going to see what's on the other side of this and we're going to come out on top regardless. Who knows what the reasons were that those people stayed on the boat? So I feel like there's, for me, I feel like there's duality in appreciating and reminding everyone that there are boats that went down. There were, there was, um, there were folks that mm. burned their boats, you know what I'm saying? In the ocean, yeah, and everybody yeah, went yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. There are slaves that jumped off the boat but they're also it, it, within that it is to remember that there are those who decided you know what we're going to ride this out and see what the fuck happens and whatever happens we're going to make it we're going to be okay on the other side you know what i'm saying and so yeah. i think that I, I was definitely moved and touched by that but there is still there is still this element of hotepian bullshit because had somebody not stayed on that boat none of us would be here and 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 part of me real. part of me is like maybe that would have been okay you know what i'm saying but also <clears throat> but also <clears throat> here we are you know what I'm saying? And we and we built amazing things and contributed so much to the world. You know, as Black American ass people, Black Americans have contributed so much culture to this planet. 
I really loved listening to all these podcasts and the different things they took away from Black Panther. And I even edited my post to include Revision Path, who did, uh, Maurice did an episode, a special episode for Black Panther, including designers. And the things they talked about were so different from the other five podcasts. So, and I did a little PS to include that episode two on the post. And here's one of the things that I loved. Yeah, I thought the use of color psychology throughout mm. Black Panther was really something. I mean, you mentioned the green. So the green is the river tribe. And it's interesting because Nakia is supposed to be this this uh, this spy. She is is trying to do well for people outside of Wakanda and things like that. And green kind of represents this uh, this innovation. I, mm-hmm. I keep hearing... If you if you go back and listen to that that um, Vanity Fair video that I mentioned, Ryan Coogler keeps referring to Nakia as an innovator, mm-hmm. and green is often kind of used as a color that means something is fresh and new and innovative. Uh, the Jabari tribe, you have two colors actually. You've got like the brown of the wood, but also white yeah. because they're off in the mountains and around all the snow and like even some of the fur. I think mm-hmm. uh, that is is part of their uh, part of their costumes that represents this kind of like isolation because they're away from the rest of Wakanda. They're off in the, they're off in the mountains, but you know, those colors also kind of represent simplicity. They completely reject the technological advances that are going on in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And theirs is just very simple. It's wood, fur, snow, very kind of stark, clean, you know, kind of, kind of an aesthetic. Uh, the Dora Milaje are wearing red, of course, Red is like symbolizing power, mm-hmm. intensity, which of course they certainly bring that. You yes. know, when when a, when Okoye is wearing the red dress, it's not just because it's also like the color of the Dora Milaje, but I mean, when that dress is billowing in the wind and she's on top of that car, it's like a fire. Yeah, it's like flame. You know, so it, mm. it represents that kind of like feeling of of charged energy and intensity. Wasn't that great? There was something to take from all six of the podcasts that I highlighted. And I hope you go check out the post and check out the podcast. And feel free to send me some because I might do another post because people still seem to be listening to Black Panther. I've seen it three times. I know I'm going to go back again because I haven't seen it in IMAX. And I'm going to stop myself at four times. At least I'm going to try to stop myself at four times. (laughs) Um, So I hope you've been loving Black Panther and that you love those clips. The next podcast and color pitch day is on March 10th, and that is next Saturday, and it'll be at the same time, so noon Eastern Time, 11 Central Time, 10 Mountain Time, and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Um, Please come. I'll retweet any PLC podcast for an hour. Send me a link and a description of your podcast, and not using the full 280, so I say strive for the highest the half circle. I do that because some people use a lot of hashtags or other things that aren't eye catching. So people skip over the post. So what I'm trying to do is keep it succinct enough so that it can catch someone's eye. And they'll say, you know what, I did like that little quip and I'm going to click when you put too many hashtags in. In fact, there's a post on buffer.com that talked about hashtags that like keep it short, like two or three. And I say at the most four, because if you're reposting your podcast, you know, four or five times throughout the week, that means if you have 10 podcast hashtags you want to use, you can put three or four on each post. They don't have to be on all the posts. So just something to think about. 
to make sure that your posts are being spread all over and being eye-catching and not necessarily looking like spam because there's a lot of tweets that people will just try to hop on a hashtag and when you have too many hashtags, it can kind of look like that. Like, I just want you to find me. I just want you to find me instead of saying I have great content and I just want you to know you can check it out and these are the things that highlight that content. So there's just a difference in that for posts on social media. On Instagram, of course, hashtags work, and I love that people will put them in the comments. There was a big thing about them not being seen if they were in the comments, but I search pods and color all the time because, of course, I'm reposting on Sundays, and if you don't include them in the post and you put them in the comments below, that still works. I still see the hashtag. I still see the post, and it looks a little bit neater if somebody is reposting the hash, reposting your post. That that person doesn't have fifty hashtags underneath, but people can still find your post. Anyway, yes, um, you know, use all the hashtags you like. I say look at the platform and just look at the things that marketing people have said that will highlight the post the most because what well, we want our posts to spread and for people to retweet. And when something looks good, that's when people repost or retweet. So uh, <laughs> the point of that was to say, uh, please join me on Podcast Pitch Day on March 10th, next Saturday. And that'll be for an hour. I'm retweeting any PLC podcast. And I would love to see your podcast and hope to see you there. Please at me or email me um, or DM me if you have any questions. I'm just trying to make it so we can get eyes on all POC podcasts. So thank you. Today's talk is with Davina, a friend from Twitter. I first met her in person at the Read Live that we went together in D.C., and that was a few years ago. So I'm so glad that we got to talk about podcasts today because we're both fans of the Read, but of course there's other things to talk about also. So I'm here with Davina. Hi. And I know her from Twitter. We then met in person a few years ago. Yeah, like... Um, um, like almost four years ago. This year will be four years. Uh, yep. In Baltimore, I came down, and it had DC. To do with, no, DC. Yes, they did a. It was. I think it was their first. And we're talking about the read. Uh, their first show in DC, and I think your sister came. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. When she just started going to Howard. Okay, yes. I totally forgot about that. We've met up a couple of times. So it was the, that show. Yes. And, and then, then Baltimore when you came to see Beyonce. Came to see Beyonce. So like the read and Beyonce, like we read, we meet up around. Yeah, read and Beyonce, well, Beyonce and podcasts. That's where we. So okay, then languages. if it went the read live show to Beyonce mm-hmm. to the read live show, that means that Beyonce is coming next. Then. Okay, so what is a podcast? And by this, I mean like when somebody you're talking to somebody and you're talking about the read or something, they're like, "What is a podcast? Like, how do you describe it to them?" So that's a good question. It, I think it depends on who I'm talking to, because I apparently I'm a big fan of podcasts. I'm traveling all the time to go see like a live taping of one. So I've talked to like my older family members about it, and when I talk to them, um, I'm like, it's kind of like listening to a radio show that's pre-recorded. And you kind of know the kind of stuff they're going to discuss every day. So, like, imagine, like, the Ricky Smiley Morning Show or Tom Joyner, but you know they're going to do this, this, and this or cover this type of material. So it's kind of like a a pre-recorded but recent, you know, radio show. Um, But for, like, younger people, like, friends and stuff who I'm trying to introduce to podcasts, I'm like, girl, it's like, you know, recording a conversation between two good friends or, like, people that you, 
you would get along with if you knew them in person. Um, but it doesn't have to be like that. It could be storytelling. It could be all kinds of stuff. But it's really kind of like a pre-recorded conversation if it's two or more hosts um, or like a pre-recorded, you know, lecture, advice, whatever. Mm, I hadn't thought about lecture. Um, what is your social media, just in case people want to follow you? Um, so on most of the social meets, my um, my name is Vina Bean, V-I-N-A, B-E-A-N, so you can find me at Vina Bean on Twitter, on Instagram. It was taken on Snapchat, so I'm upset about that. So for right now, my snap is, oh, girl, bye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> totally not on brand. I was pissed. What do you do while you're listening to podcasts? So it, I'm not the type of person who will just, like, sit there and listen to a podcast. It's kind of just, like background, you know, stuff that's happening while I do other things. So, and it kind of depends on the mood that, I, that I'm in. Um, so, for instance, I usually listen to the read um, in the daytime on Thursday or either Friday, which is usually like a slow day at work, or I'm like doing things that doesn't, that don't require, require like too much like God. thought. I ain't got to like turn the music down and, and concentrate. If I'm doing something like menial, like cleaning out my inbox and I can just listen to something in the background, um, I'll turn on something like the read, something that's entertaining, or I'll listen to that while I'm like cleaning. Um, I was telling you that I like to listen to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia when I'm cooking. And I find that I'm usually cooking either on like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, so I'm always listening to them in the evening when I'm cooking, and I swear to God, my food turns out better. Like, I just season extra nicely. Like, the extra, like, black woman comes out of me when I'm listening to them because it's just, like, sitting in the kitchen cooking while, like, you're talking to your two homegirls. So, I don't know. So that's, like, a good good vibe for when I'm, like, cooking, settling down for the evening. Um, I listen to... Uh, therapy for black girls usually like first thing in the morning when I'm getting ready for, for work and I'm like I don't this get is not, your mind right yes or like why <laughs> why is this my life Dr. Like, Joy why? can yes, talk to you like, in her for real, like, like dear girl, god make me a bird you can get through I'm this I'm so depressed here is why you I do can't this. do more of here this. is how you can get right. past this and it's like thank you Dr. Joy right she really Give me the tools, Dr. Joy. to get through these like <laughs> microaggressions at work and you know this email with this tone I don't like uh, yeah, so I listen to her whenever I feel like I need to get like grounded before. You know, we need some little a strongly worded email Dr. goes Joy out, so we can put those like on our desk, like some yes. little cards you flip through as you're like doing something, right? Like, a message from Dr. Joy, like girl, remember? Yes, I know, like a card deck, and I can just pull out the back a, a Dr. Dr. Joy Bradford. Yes, quote. and you just turn it over, like, and it'd be like, hey y'all, <laughs> hey y'all. Don't let people stress you out today. It's all in your hands. You have a choice. <laughs> hey, y'all. I just want to see her, her little picture on the side holding a coffee cup like, Look yes. <laughs> hey, y'all. Take a deep breath. Yes. So, yeah, it just depends on what I'm doing. Or if I'm, like, I'm driving, I listen to usually the read, something that'll make just existing during rush hour a little faster. But I'm always doing something while I'm listening to a podcast. Does it matter to you how many hosts there are? Like, if there's more than, like, three hosts or anything? Um, I think three might be my limit. I never really thought much about it, but I think I think three might be my limit. Unless 
I know, unless I know um, the personalities of everyone involved, I get people confused if there are, like, too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever. But if you have your own distinctive voice or you bring something in particular to the conversation, you have to be, like, very unique in your presence if it's going to be more than, like, three people. That was a big thing. Like, I think I listened to the Receipts podcast, and there's um, a few of them. And at first when I was listening, I was like, I don't I don't know the different voices. I only knew Tali's voice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, over time, like, I got to picking out the different voices and, like, the different things. So now I listen, I'm like, oh, that's them. But when they have a guest, I can't listen. Because right. it's like, it mixes everything up for me again right. or something like that. So sometimes guests, I'm like, I can't do it. You know, who does that really well, and you introduced me to this podcast, um, like a big cast of characters, but they rotate and they do it in a in a really smart way, is the inner whole uprising, where yes. they have like one <laughs> like full-time host, and then the other ones kind of just, you know, rotate. I like that, but I also like when they're all in the studio, because if as they rotate, you kind of get to know them separately and, that and so smart. then when they're all in the studio together i know who is the talking. different person yeah i know who's talking <laughs> i know what it's saying i know who's saying i know everything yeah. so that makes sense but if it's just gonna be like the whole wu-tang clan just up in <laughs> up in the podcast studio talking i can't my brain be running too much on its own as it is i don't need no more voices i almost think it's like easier for two, women three. than it is for men um, like to have a lot of people in the studio because I feel like with men, I don't know a lot of men that have like a distinctive voice, you know, when they get around. Like, not unless you hear it a lot or like right. they're popular, so you know their voice. You might be right. I have to admit, though, I do not listen to a lot of podcasts with men hosts or um, hosts that are solely really men. Yes, and I asked Twitter for some. Um, male-dominated podcasts to listen to, and they gave me a whole bunch of names, but then I got overwhelmed with how many podcasts they shared with me. <laughs> so I have not committed to any of them yet, but I do hope to do that. I think Jesus and Marrow are the only, um, is the only podcast I listen to regularly that are that's hosted by men. And it seems and like... Because extraordinary they Negroes, to... but I don't listen like consistently on a week-to-week basis. They do well, too. Yeah. With recaps and other things. Mm-hmm. Jesus and Meryl, like, they seem like they read books. Like, you know, like, they're smart. Like, yes. you're not listening and you're, like, hesitant because you're like, oh, God, oh, God. I, was, I don't know where you're going to come from, where you're going to go from. And that, was, that is why I was late to the party. I only, I started listening to Jesus and Meryl, like, late December. Like, while I was on, like, winter break from work or whatever, and I was just, I just needed some stuff to listen to. I had gone through all my regular podcasts, and I was like, let me give it a shot. It was funny as shit. It was all over the place. I was like, I don't know what is happening here with this, like, 15-minute intro and these AKAs, but I'm dying. And how they keep going. Like, they don't stop. Like, I can't even imagine. And there's certain people, like, when you have funny family members, like, you're around people, you know, like, conversations can happen like that. Yes. But the chances that you can see two people meet up, even, like, (laughs) Kiffy and Crystal, and be really able to play off of each other so well. Right. Like, that chemistry, you can't really, when it's really good, it's really, really good, and you can't just kind of make it happen. Yeah. So, it's like, not everybody has it. That's something, like, some people wish they could, like, Right. Replicate in so exactly. many ways. Exactly. And I think that's why so many of my favorite podcasts happen to be people who are friends. If it's more than one host, if it's like two or three people, it's usually people who have known each other for a while and 
get each other and have like good chemistry and can play off of each other. It is kind of just two people who share an interest but don't really know each other. I mean, I might still listen, but it's not nearly as entertaining. It's not the know? same. Right. It's that closeness isn't there. You know, um, what is your favorite podcast, or do you have a favorite podcast? I do, I do. So I think you and I have both have the same favorite, the Read. I think that was your first podcast that you ever listened to. Yeah, I counted it as my first. It was the first by Black people, so isn't that I really the it, first anyway? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think it was my first podcast ever, and if not ever, then definitely the first Black podcast. Um, that is my absolute favorite. That is one of the few that I have to make sure I listen to, like, every every week. Like, I got to take my read prescription. I always ask people. Like, it's Thursday, Friday. If and they look for a day of the week. So I'm like, on Thursdays, I'm like, all right. It's the, literally on Wednesday, I'm like, but, you know, tomorrow's Thursday and it's the read. I literally <laughs> think about things like that. Like, okay, and when I wake up, the weed, read will probably be released. And then I can, you know, download that and get started on my day. Like, it's like how right. my things go. <laughs> right, so... I usually listen to it on Fridays. I don't know why. I, I tend to listen to it, like, the next day. So the day after a podcast comes out, I will um, I will listen. I'm like that day of. It just came up on my podcast app, and mm-hmm. I need to press play right now. Right. Where do you listen to podcasts? So I'm uh, listening most of the time via the Raggedy Apple <laughs> purple app. I've heard people call it on your <laughs> on this podcast the purple app, which is n- is just not very functional. It's not user friendly, and I don't feel like it was always that way. But it's really hard to navigate. And so, not long ago, I asked you on Twitter, um, "What apps do you use?" And um, I think you told me to download uh, Overcast mm-hmm. and some other ones. I downloaded Overcast because I think that was a free one. So I'm going to try that one out. I also use Stitcher sometimes because the car, my car has like a little Stitcher app where it can like sync into your phone and all that stuff. And like, So it's really handy when I'm in the car. I use Stitcher. But Those are the kind of things I wish that like podcast apps advertised on podcasts or even like podcasts chose to tell you what went on like Mm -hmm. because if there was someone like you that didn't really listen or something but they saw that in their car and they didn't know what it was right i never heard a stitcher until i got the car i was like what is this you know somebody was talking about it like hey if you know if you look at this and just in case you have this in your car it's fancy like oh okay i could listen a different way right so so that's that's what i normally use but i'm gonna try to get into overcast because i'm kind of getting tired of um the native Apple app. It's, not, it's just not very good. Do better. Hopefully they're going to update it. We'll, we'll see what comes. There's mm. way too many, like, click-throughs. i got to press too much, too many things. I want it to be. I just want it to go. I just want it to be. <laughs> and then, like, sometimes they got, like, two play buttons on the screen, but if it's one play button will start a podcast, like a new podcast, and then the other play button will start one that you were already listening to. It's just it's confusing. I ain't got time. I'm going to punch my phone in the face right now. I'm just irritated. I'm just looking at it. Um, What are a couple of podcasts you're subscribed to in the Purple app? Um, So, The Read, definitely. Um, uh, Therapy for Black Girls, another favorite. Um, Forgive the sound effects. Those are my thinking sound effects. Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Um, Thirst Aid Kit with Bem and Nicole, um, and Desus Amaro, 
those are the and and a whole uprising. Those are the ones that I um, am subscribed to and I check for on you know a regular basis. Like I keep up with that schedule and make sure I know when those come out so I can listen to them kind of you know not long after they get released. Okay, so you don't listen to like a lot of podcasts, but what is your top podcast top five? Um, pretty much the ones that I just named, the, the ones that I'm subscribed to, those are the faves, like the must listen to on a weekly basis. And so that was like three, getting grown, um, therapy for black girls, uh, Jesus Amaro and, um, thirst aid kit and in a whole uprising. Those are like my faves for sure. Um, and Vina was that, on an episode of Thirst Aid Kit, so yes, I will link that in the episode yes, notes. Yes, I was on an episode about um, zaddies. Zaddy, zaddy, zaddies. <laughs> yes. Um, so we picked <clears throat> an episode of Getting Grown, one of the podcasts you mentioned you listened to, mm-hmm. to listen to together. And it was the episode all about mentors. Yes. Um, I like Getting Grown, um, not just because it's on the network I work for, <laughs> but they <laughs> have disclosure. always um, used their episode notes for different things. So like last year when they started the shout out to my sis, mm-hmm. and um, I could tell people were writing in saying like, maybe I want to skip or whatever. They were like, hey, we'll put it in the episode so notes the timing of like you know right. those so you can skip those which if was you really want. smart and I was I like thank you for using that right like, that's really considerate <laughs> I mean I do like hearing about the accomplishments accomplishments of you know fellow black girls out there but I mean they did get long during the graduation season so if you yeah. needed to you know so it's like if you graduate and you might want to like put your shout out to the sis like a month earlier than your graduation so like you right. know it gets hurt by right. the, Let's just wedge <laughs> play the system here. on it a little bit like, I'm, d- I'm going to be graduating in December of 2018, but y'all can shout me out right now, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Um, the episode was called All About Mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, they start off the episode. One thing, the music, the little bit of music they start off the yes. episode with always makes me wish that I had some Crown Royal. Oh, I don't know. It's like that. I, dun, some weed. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. I mean, I usually already have weed. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Denver. Denver I kind of want, I guess, the part to go with right. it. Like, I should be all chilled out. Like, all right, well. <laughs> with something smooth in my hand. Yes. Too. Yes. One I should of them, have some yak One of them glasses hand. that you hold like that and the stem is going through your two fingers like that. Yeah. You got to swirl it like that. We need some, some podcast needs to give a merch that does that. Like, I could see the reed having a cup like that. Absolutely. Where I got my little yak and a cup with the reed. Yes. <laughs> the reed needs a yak cup. It does. And that's what I'm going to use that coffee mug for that I bought yesterday after the live show. I'm putting Henny in it first. That's coffee. Why? That's what you should do. I am, because they deserve. Um. So, on the episode, um, they were talking about mentors and like how you get one do you have a mentor did you like appreciate the talk that they gave on that I really did appreciate the talk that they that they gave it was really really timely for me I don't have a mentor um at least not officially but I have been thinking more about it um as a professional um I would like to have one uh in my line of work which is in higher education but it's it's hard to come by someone, and I would like I would like for my mentor ideally to be like another black woman or or a person of color, and that's also hard to come by. Um, I'm 
one of the few people of color in my department and you know my managers and supervisors they're white so but I would really 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 love to have like a mentor a professional who I could kind of like model my career after um I like when they talked about uh getting mentors who challenge you um that is something that I need, and it's something that I need to get better with. I'm, and this is not like to like gas myself up or anything, but I'm kind of one of those people who um, never really had to try very hard in like academics. So like in school, I did well. I didn't. I wasn't. You know, I was top of my class. It didn't take a lot of effort for me to like achieve. Um, but when I hit the the working world, uh, it was a little bit of a struggle at first. And, you know, I'm just, I just don't do well with not being naturally good at things. Um, and so I would really like to have a mentor who kind of helped, I guess, strengthen me in that way. Just not my skills, yes, but also just kind of my mental resolve and the soft skills like dealing with people. That is where I really would love a mentor. I need to find... Ideally, like, a black woman professional who is highly introverted and kind of quiet um, and figure out how do they they navigate the world, you know, as an introvert and somebody who isn't, like, a go-getter and necessarily wanting to climb the success ladder and all that stuff. I just need... Someone, I just want to see someone like me succeed, and I want to know how they how they did it, even though they're an introvert and they don't like to talk. And so, I'm not trying to, you know, impress a whole bunch of people. I'm just here to secure do my, the bag, secure and do what the you bag. Do. Yes, <laughs> I, I just want you to cut me my check, and I just want to do a good job and thrive. So, I think it's important. I think that's a, a really good conversation to have. So, if you are in a position to have a mentor, definitely get one. It makes it makes life easier. Seeing someone else do it, and you want to you want to know that you can you know succeed in that same way. That'd be dope. Okay, so um, I did love the episode. So we encourage you to listen. I'll link that in the episode notes. They mm-hmm. do a lot of. They mention a lot of other stuff. Like they do the beginning where they kind of talk to themselves, and then they do the shout out to the sis, mm-hmm. and then um, Jade. Um, no, Kia was talking about a paper she wrote that she was going to be published. I thought yeah, that was she pretty shouted cool. herself out. So, That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like you know a lot of people don't shout themselves out therapy for black girls got an episode on that but you know a lot of people don't know how to say okay let me tell you about what yeah, i'm doing now real quick so let me tell you that's a I'm big doing. deal right <laughs> so i really did like hearing that and that she wasn't shy about it like and let me tell you about what i'm doing right mm-hmm. now so that was kind of cool that was good we all need to get a little better at that yeah. shout out to you barry I know I said I was going to be better about that, but, like, not immediately. Like, it's a future. Well, I'll help you. I'll, it's <laughs> It takes a village sometimes, all right? So was there any other things or, like, any podcast episode where you'd be like, this is the episode if I wanted somebody to, like, know what kind of podcast I like or something like that, this is the episode to listen to? Mm, pretty much any episode of The Read, honestly, is... It's just equal parts of, like, all of me, you know? There's a part of me that just really want to talk about the <laughs> the trash people are doing and, like, 
Hollywood and Atlanta and beyond, you know? Oh, my God. And then there's another part of me that really just want to talk, wants to talk about how fucked up, sorry if we have a... Oh, you're fine. Uh, how <laughs> fucked up America is and why we like this, but also we kind of deserve it. Also, Black Lives Matter and... All that good stuff. We you know? should do a recap podcast of the read. Like, you know how there's recap podcasts of mm-hmm. TV shows? We should start to read from the beginning. I think that would... And do, like, a 15, 20-minute recap <laughs> right. of a podcast that was from five years ago. Like, And we're just going to recap what, the, you know, happened. Just so yeah. if you don't remember, you know, all yeah. the things that went on. Let's talk about <laughs> Mammy Titty, because that, that was a fun time. Do you remember Mango Rita? I just remember, like, there was a few times that they got, like, really yes. drunk before they even really thought about it. And they were like, this was not... Sometimes I feel terrible. Am I an enabler? Because the drunk episodes are the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. They are so funny. And I don't want y'all to be drunk all the time when y'all in the studio. I remember when they had but it makes for in the a studio. Great like, I tell people, I remember when Hennessy like, came in, they talked about Hennessy so much that Hennessy came in the studio and they had crystals in the studio. And I'm yes. like, that was probably one of the funnest times. She got a bottle like from Charlemagne so and they were popping it in <laughs> They just sound so carefree when they be drinking or something. Like, they just be like, what else we got to do? And Crystal's laugh is just more robust. She can't keep <laughs> it in. She can't drink. take it. She, be like, she laughs with her whole soul when she's had something to drink. And I, I thank her for it. I love it. But, yeah, I, I love that show. It's just, I don't know. If you want to know who Davina is, it's, it's, it's a whole episode of The Read. <laughs> I love that. Which, whichever one. Um, but I'm going to leave her, the dating website that she kind of talked about the different online dating things. Yeah, so I briefly had a, like a blog where I was just talking about the hot mess of everything that is dealing with life in my 30s. And at that time, particularly, like dating was like... Hot ass mess. So the name of the blog is slash was. It might come back. Um, you in danger, girl. The WordPress site is still out there, so I will share that link so you can include that in the show notes. You know, I tell everybody this, but it's like you know, it could be a podcast. You know, maybe it, maybe it's a five to seven minute podcast. You know, every it, once in a while, it could. Cause Lord knows we all got some like horror stories. Um. Well, thank you for coming on podcast and color the podcast. Serena. Thank you for having me, and congratulations on having an awesome podcast and an awesome like endeavor with podcast and color. I'm I have literally seen you like blossom and this become your like your passion project, and so I'm really proud of you. Honest to God, for you know you deciding that you had this interest in something and like running with it that's that's gold so you're my shout out to I my don't sis. only smoke weed on the internet anymore <laughs> I do other stuff too <laughs> she does podcast <laughs> stuff too okay all right Hope you enjoyed that interview. I know I did. I got to tape a couple of episodes of things while I was in New York. So also can't wait to tell you about those episodes when they drop. Right now, me and Raina of Dreams and Drive are planning to do a Q&A so people can ask us questions they might have about podcasting on March 20th. So be on the lookout on Instagram, Twitter, and I'll even be posting it on, of course, my website, podcastandcolor.com for more information. And that would be on March 20th. I don't have more information right now, but we are planning it. So be on the lookout if you have questions that you'd like to ask us. Because we do know a lot and we want to share what we know. And we also want you to know about the different consulting things we offer. So we'll be there. It's free. We'll do it for an hour. 
Of course, as I was saying, it'll be on March 20th um, and be on the lookout for more information. Thanks for listening to the podcast and color the podcast and I'll see you in two weeks.